0: A few minutes live. Catch the broadcast on 959coza First things first, just to understand the lay of the landscape, this particular concern has been raised by the DMRE, but I'm assuming as the Fuel Retailers Association, you've actively participated uh, in the sampling and understood the results that have come out from the DMRE. Help us understand your role. Yes.
1: Yes. Thank you. Kuku. So we have not participated in the process and uh, it's an independent process, uh, that is done by PMR as a regulator, uh, and they do it annually. They've been doing it this for a number of years, actually. And, uh, but we are aware of it, uh, that they do this in conjunction with SARS, what they would call, um, sample service stations just to check the quality of products. So yes, we are aware of the, of, of, of of the, of, of the, uh, program, but you know, we were then just taken aback by, uh, obviously the news mm. that came out. And as the, association, association are actually now responding and our response really, first of all, we want to make it clear to the public. You can even go to our, our website and the history will tell you that the fuel Women's Association has been very, very vocal in actually more more than even the department mm-hmm. about the issue of illegal trading. And there's various types of illegal trading, but let's focus on this one now, which is about mixing of the product. Yes. So we've been very vocal. We are against it. We do not condone it. And we've actually been saying that for years, when people are caught uh, being non-compliant, mm-hmm. the legislation crafted by MRE and the regulations crafted by MRE are very clear what to do with the offenders. So that's number one. Got you. Number two, we have also though to put things into context. You've got to understand how the supply chain works because when the product comes via a truck. Into Reggie's service station. Mm-hmm. You know, the product, first of all, is filled in a truck. Mm-hmm. And that product goes straight from the truck into the underground uh, tanks. The only thing that you can see is the meter reading that shows how much product has flowed into the underground tank. 100%. And the only time you will know that there is a problem with the product is when well a motorist complains. Oh. So that needs to be very, very clear. And that, yes, Google.
0: I'm glad you mentioned this because I was about to ask, when it comes to the supply chain, and as you say, uh, for this kind of malfeasance or product evaluation to take place, where are the risks? Does it mean that it, the responsibility lies with the retailer or further down the stream uh, or up the stream of yes. the value chain when it comes from the supplier?
1: Exactly. So this comes from the what we call uh, independent wholesalers. And, you know, it's so unfortunate. I'm a pro SME, you know, um, testing and I, I believe in the development of SME, And it was a good thing. It's been a good thing that in the past, the wholesaling was only, you know, restricted to the all nature, like your shell, your PP, mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera. And that relationship was purely based on trust and also on the knowledge that the all mergers will never take, you know, a risk for their, for, that will damage their brand. 100%. So the product that comes from those depots to the branded, all uh, major branded service stations, we are very comfortable. But now with the department now extending the wholesaling activity to SMEs independent, you know, operators. Mm-hmm. That actually came with its own problem. Because when let's say Reggie is an independent wholesaler, I go and get the product from a social major depot. Mm-hmm. But then I've got my own client of independent service stations. Those are the service stations that are not part of the six all measures, which are also growing. Uh, which is also a good thing.
0: On that so note but region-
1: Reggie Reggie now you blend this product. That's where the blending happens and blending is a process mm. where the business is then blended with paraffin. So it arrives at the service station already blended and what is been saying to the department, let's together go to the root cause. Mm-hmm. Let's go to these independent wholesalers who are actually delivering this uh, product, which is substandard and use your regulations to take away the licenses from them. And to exercise all the penalties that are actually listed on the regulation.
0: Understood. Uh, mm-hmm. Mr. Sebia. you're raising a very valid point here because you've alluded to the fact that uh, uh, what we should be concerned about is the independent um, um, uh, suppliers within the system. Uh, and whilst I'm aware that the DMRE has not revealed any names of the 70 um, um, uh, wholesalers, essentially, but uh, can you confirm that the, this specifically speaks to independent um, um, suppliers uh, versus some of the larger, more known uh, oil uh, and, and petroleum operators we know in South Africa?
1: Look, I, I cannot confirm that 100%. All I'm saying is that knowing the standards and the ethics of the all majors, gotcha. it is highly unlikely that this will happen in there. Because that's what also contracts with these franchises. Mm-hmm. And those contracts are very clear that if you are found doing something outside of this agreed supply value chain with us, you will be immediately terminated. So there is two controls in that space. So it's not only the DMRE, it's also the oil company themselves who have to protect the reputation of their plans. So I'm not saying it can never happen, Mm -hmm. but I'm just saying the chances of it happening there uh, is very, very uh, uh, minute. Mm. But where the opportunity, this is about the opportunity, and because remember that these independent small wholesalers See this as an opportunity to make more profit. Mm. So, so they are driven by something uh, that uh, they want to actually exist. Because remember, also they are competing with these majors. Let's say imagine a small town. There's a BP, there's a Shell, and then there's a, a, an independent brand. So okay. that brand needs to compete with this other major brand. So to attract more customers. Then they will use something like pricing to draw these customers to 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 to, 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 to their to, to to their focus uh, or, or or to the uh, the suppliers that uh, actually supply those sites. So that's where the problem is, and it needs to be fixed there.
0: It certainly does need to be fixed, but I I can imagine that on the back of uh, this finding from the DMRE, your observations of the industry and understanding the the, the consequences, uh, are there ways within which we can improve? Um, on on the level of interrogating uh, and monitoring and controlling the the quality uh, of fuel provided by uh, retailers uh, retailers, fuel retailers across the country. So, in other words, are you looking to expand your scope as an industry, working more tightly with some industry counterparts, and essentially minimizing the gaps and the loops that can occur?
1: Certainly. Certainly, firstly, from the department, you can just take the 77 stations that they know. Right. Uh, I say they, they know the date of sampling that they did in that particular service station. All they need to go go to the service station providers with the invoices uh, of who the supplier is that supplied that product that they call directly to that product. And then after that investigation they they name and shame. Mm-hmm. We've been saying as FRA. Until you name and shame, you know often does are never gonna stop doing what they are doing. So that's the one thing that can happen from TMR side. Mm-hmm. I agree with you, Kuku. On the industry level, we need to sit down with Sapia, which is the association that represents the oil ventures, because although this is not their members who are being indicated here, but the oil the product from from the refinery starts from them. Mm-hmm. So they also need to make sure that when they actually start contract with these independent uh, 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 wholesalers that there are some standards that they also put into place and remember uh uh kuku uh, that these independent wholesalers are not only supplying retailers uh, they also supplying what we call the commercial market like your farmers you know and and also the commercial, uh, you know, transport nice. companies, et cetera, et cetera. Mm. So, that the SAPIA also needs to come in here and actually follow their product with us so that we can all work together to actually curtail this. You
0: mentioned a very valid point there because if I happen to be uh, someone with a vehicle or a logistics business and I frequent this independent fuel retailer uh, ultimately leading to some damage within my vehicle, will we have any recourse as customers, especially given that we haven't necessarily been told or warned uh, and name uh, as to who these particular retailers are?
1: And thank you for asking that question, Google, Because, you know, sometimes genuine mistakes happen. They've been happening all, all the time. Uh, where, for example, a supplier, a, 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 a valid supplier, who's got the right diesel, sometimes when it comes on site, the diesel goes to the wrong tank. That happens. Yes. Then you get them the mix of, for example, uh, diesel and petrol. And immediately the cars that are going to fill up with that, it's obviously they're going to just take up uh, where they leave the service station. And we take responsibility for that, because that is why retailers have got this third party, you know, liability insurance cover mm-hmm. to cover those instances. So even if then cause was caused by this, I think if a motorist discovers that my car is being damaged because of the fuel that I got from the service station, regardless of what was the leak. The, the, the motorist has a record to go to that service station and say, my car is damaged, uh, it's because of the product. And then the process starts where then they, they actually extract out the 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 fuel, then it goes for testing and the testing confirms that yes, there was a mix, and then the retailer is liable
0: yes.
1: to actually make sure that the damaged vehicle is repaired. So we're not running away from that responsibility. It's ours. We know it. But what we are saying is that in this issue of mixing of diesel and paraffin, it's something that is outside our scope, Mm -hmm. and it needs to be dealt with where the source is.
0: 100%. 100%. 100%. Well, we're looking forward to seeing some of the outcomes. Uh, very briefly, has the DMR given you any indication as to when these findings will be shared uh, um, and what conversations will likely take place? And are you also following up on, on, on um, at least ensuring that these 70 retailers are, as you said, named and shamed?
1: Unfortunately, since this morning, I've been busy with media. And again, I don't think for me that is the right way mm. for us to engage, but it has happened. I think the report should have come to all of us and we should have trashed out these issues and, and, and decide how best do we deal with this, uh, uh, situation, but now we actually have to do this after the event, but also it's okay for motorists to know, you know, that these things happened with FRA, we've got no problem, you know, uh, that people should know that these things happen. But what is important is what are we going to do as industry leaders? Together with the department to actually curtail this behavior because it is just not good uh, for the motorists. It's not good for our retailers who actually now, even the independent retailers, they are our members of SRA. 100%. So we do not want a statement, a blanket statement that just says all independent retailers are dodgy. So be careful because that's not the right statement as well.
0: Got you or completely understood. We're appreciative that you've been speaking to us and our peers in the industry uh, to help get the messaging out. But uh, as you say, uh, it will be back to business and has to be to make sure that there's a a clear uh, direction and clarity that's being offered. But no fear for many of us as South Africans, as you've highlighted, that uh, um, we can still go about knowing that uh, as we... have Full up our tanks. Uh, we we do have a sense of recourse should the retailer that we purchase from be found of any uh, concerns. But typically, we're well aware that big organisations, as you've mentioned, wouldn't risk uh, the loss of their licences and not complying with the law. So that does provide a sense of comfort. Thank you so much, Mr. Sevier a few minutes,
1: live catch the broadcast on Kaya Nine Five Nine.